in an atmosphere like this, anything can happen. In an atmosphere like this, strongholds can come down. Bodies can be healed. Prayers can be answered. When we gather in and draw God's attention. And I believe tonight he's here with us. And he is well pleased. Tonight on this last event of these series of meetings. I want to invite you to go with me to the gospel according to St. John. And we're going to go to the 14th chapter. And uh, I think we'll just start it. We'll start at verse 6 and read down to verse 12. John 14, 6 to 12. If you have your Bible, say amen. Amen. If you don't, say amen to you. (laughs) Bless your heart. John chapter 14, beginning at verse number 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the way. That means there's no other way. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. You've seen God. In one place, Jesus said, I and my father are one. But Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the father and it suffices us. We'll be satisfied. Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that have seen me have seen the father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me. Someone say, believe Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Because I go unto my father. The works that I do 
shall he do also. And greater works. Greater works. I just want to rest right here. And I want to speak about greater works. Greater works. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you. Oh, my God. You are in this place tonight. We acknowledge your presence. And we worship and praise you. And dear Lord, we ask your perfect will be done. Release the gift of faith among us. Open our eyes that we may see things we've never seen before. We ask, oh Lord God, that you would not allow one person to leave this place the same way they came in. But do what only you can do, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. And let the church say amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you and you may be seated. Greater works than these. Now Jesus did some marvelous things. No doubt about it. In fact, the scripture tells us that there are not enough books in the whole world that can record all the things that our Lord did. He opened blind eyes. He unstopped deaf ears. He raised the dead. He walked on water, cast out devils, controlled nature in the middle of a storm. Peace, be still. Nobody like Jesus. But yet he promises us if we would only believe. Not only can we do the same things, but greater works. Oh, you should have never told me that. Because I don't ever want to be satisfied with status quo. I don't want to be satisfied with regular church. I want greater works. I want to see greater miracles. I want to feel a greater anointing. I want to see God move in a greater way. Am I the only one in here? I want to see it. God said I can have it. I want it. Anything that word says, I can have it. I want it. I'm a glory glutton. I want everything God has. Greater works. Miracles. Signs and wonders. The world is fascinated with the miraculous. They're fascinated with the supernatural. In fact, that was one of the things that drew the crowds to Jesus. Miracles of the breaking of bread. and The word of all the things he'd done going out through a whole region and multitudes came out. You know, people, people follow Jesus for different reasons. Everybody don't go to church for the same purpose. Some people go to church just to, just to be curious. They just come to check us out because they heard. You talk about Asbury or wherever you call it, there are people talking about this place right here. 
They talking about East Wind. Man, have you been to East Wind? Bro, that's an incredible church. Amazing things happen at that church. And you, 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 you don't think you, you don't think they're talking about you. They're talking about you. Cars go up and down this highway. People riding by to see the church sign. That's it. What? That's the church I was telling you about. What about that church? Man, ain't no church in this city like that church. Oh, you've been there before? No, I ain't been there, but I heard about it. What you hear? Fanatics in that church. Them people in that church are insane. What? Yeah, man. They holler and scream in the middle of the preaching. Can you imagine? Folks sitting up, folks standing down, folks running, and ain't nobody chasing them. My goodness. Man, that ain't nothing what I heard. What did you hear? I heard people hang from the light fixtures. Are you serious? Yeah. I heard that they run all across the top of the chairs. They are just insane at that church. Wow. And you guess, and you know what? They get curious. <laughs> and they come to the church. They come in right through those doors. You didn't invite them. They just pulled up. And they want to know, is it true? <laughs> is it true? They walk in here and they look around and they wondering, are these people really crazy about Jesus? Are these people really excited about the Lord? Is it true? Brothers and sisters, let's not disappoint them. Let's not disappoint them. When you come in here, you're going to see how we praise. You're going to see how we worship. Glory to God. This is what they are looking for. Crowds are attracted to the supernatural. Miracles. Man, I want miracles. I want God to release miracles. I remember when I was just a little kid. I was probably about eight years old. And I was in the living room on a Saturday afternoon. Sitting on the floor. Looking at our little teeny black and white television with the rabbit ears on them. And back in those days, you could only get three stations. One of those such things as remote. You had to get up and change the channel. And that Saturday afternoon, I'm sitting on the floor and I was watching uh, this religious program that would come on every Saturday afternoon. I don't remember the name. I don't remember the name of the preacher. But it was a uh, uh, like a healing crusade. And I'm sitting there watching this healing crusade where miracles were being demonstrated. And I was, in, I was captured by it. Miracles. And then they had this situation where the, the preacher, he would be on the platform and multitudes of people. And he would have ministers walking through the crowd. 
And he would, he would pray a, a, a mass prayer. Anyone in this building that needs a healing in the name of Jesus. And he will speak that out. And people will start shouting and dancing. And I'm watching. And if somebody got a miracle, one of the ministers would get the attention of the preacher and bring him to the platform. And I heard him say, Pastor, Pastor. So what is it? I got a lady here. Bring her up. He brought that lady and escorted her up on the platform, brought up to the preacher. And the man said, sir, this lady just got healed. Healed from what? She's been crippled. She was in a wheelchair in the back. She'd been crippled for 14 years. And now she can walk. And I'm, I'm sitting there. Wow. And the preacher looked at that lady. And he stepped back and looked at her and said, you were crippled for 14 years. He gave her the microphone. And she responded, uh-huh. Now, I'm only eight years old. And I know that if somebody got a miracle, ain't walked in 14 years. And God healed them. You're going you're gonna to do a little bit more than uh-huh. <laughs> he said, walk across the platform. She walked across the platform, turned around and went back. And he said, we need to just clap our hands. And everybody started clapping. She went off the stage. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know about that. Hey, pastor, we got another one. We got another one. Bring him over here. He brought this man up there. He walked up on the platform, camera all on him. What's the situation? Pastor, this man here just told me he'd been blind, could not see a thing. But when you prayed the prayer, God healed his eyes. And now he can see. That preacher looked at that man and said, sir. You got a miracle. That man said, uh-huh. Come on now. Come on now. Ain't nobody in their right mind going to respond with, uh-huh. If that was you, how would you respond? If that was you, if that was you, My goodness. Oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 I can't believe this. I'm sitting, I said, this is a fix. Something's going on behind the scenes. People getting miracles like that, and that's all they can do. And, and, and that, that messed me up. And I got to questioning the reality. Of miracles, signs, and wonders. And I question, do they still happen? Do they still take place? After a while, you know, I'd hear about stuff over here and hear about things over there. But myself, I never witnessed something like that.
Many years go by, and here I am in an apostolic church where we don't follow after signs. Signs follow us. Amen. And I'm a new convert. And I'm in church, man, and my faith is stirred up. One day we had a prayer line. I'm chilling, man. I'm having a good time watching things. And somebody come up behind me and tap me on the shoulder. Hey, Brother Easter, how come you're not in line? I said, what I need to be in line for? I'm not sick. But, brother, aren't you deaf in one ear? And I forgot all about it. <laughs> I am. Totally deaf in one ear. Get on up there, Brother Easter. You can get a miracle. I'm like, okay. All right, cool. That's cool. That's right. Yeah. I got in line and people getting prayed for and I'm standing there smiling. And, you know, the Bible says all I need is a mustard seed. And I got way more than a mustard seed. So here I am, Lord. Oh, my goodness, if you would heal my ear tonight, man, oh, man, I'm waiting for it. And I'm looking down the line, and the minister going down the line praying for people, be healed in the name of Jesus. That lady took off running. Be healed in the name of Jesus. That fella started doing the huckabuck. I said, whoa, okay, Lord, I'm ready, Lord, I'm ready, Lord. And he came and he got to me and he said, be healed in the name of Jesus. And he walked on and I stood there and I'm waiting. <laughs> and I checked my ear. I still can't hear. I still can't hear. And he's praying, people just having fits. And I went back to that day when I was watching that program. And I said, come on now. What's wrong with me? I mean, I got faith as a mustard seed. I believe in you, God. I'm living for you. I'm paying my tithes. I'm doing everything I'm being taught to do. This is nothing for you. You are all powerful. Healing a deaf ear is nothing for you. So, why not me? And right about that time, that old devil stirred up. He came walking up beside me, and that devil said, I know why you can't hear in that ear. Why? Because God ain't real. I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm, I ain't listening to this. No, no, let me talk to you. <laughs> if God was real, you could see people getting out of wheelchairs. You, you could see dead people coming back to life. It'll be a normal thing for you. And if God was real, you would be able to hear. But you can't hear, can you? I stood there and I'm thinking, well, you know what? You got a point there. <laughs> Man, all it is is emotion. 
You see that lady over there dancing? Her back going to be killing her in the morning. And you see that man? I mean, he was, he was talking to me. And I'm looking, I'm like, you mean to tell me all this is fake? You mean to tell me this is not real? And the devil just started laughing. You're just wasting your time. And around about that time, Pastor Cunningham walked up on the platform. People were walking around and worshiping and praising. He said, musicians, musicians, would you come? Singers, come up here, singers. Brother Mike Easter, will you come up and lead us in a chorus? Faith, faith, just a little bit of faith. God got a sense of humor, man. <laughs> I'm like, man, boy, I, I wasn't feeling it. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. All you need is faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Boy, I was upset. Then, man, when they were singing, God spoke to me. God said, do you remember where I brought you from? You don't smoke no more. You don't drink no more. You don't fornicate no more. You couldn't do that in your own strength. But by the power of the Holy Ghost, I turned you around. I set you free. Woo! Glory to God. I almost slipped. I almost slipped. But I remembered what God has done for me. Oh, Lord, I am so sorry. Who am I to question you? Look, I said, God, you know what? My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You don't owe me nothing. I owe you everything. If you don't do another miracle, that's fine with me. If I never get another healing, that's fine with me. Hallelujah. It don't matter. You are God and you are forever on the throne and I worship you. <laughs> Hallelujah. God don't owe us nothing. Breath in your lungs, that come from God. The ability to see, that comes from God. Having a brain that works sometimes. That comes from God. So many things. Man, if we sit down and begin to list all the wonderful things God has done for us. We'd be here for two or three months. He's been so good to us. Hallelujah. I said, Lord, I'm not going to ever question you again. You are God. So I was content. God, your will be done. Then some years later, pastor called me in the office. Brother Easter, uh, 
this coming weekend, we have an, an evangelist coming to the church. And he operates in the spiritual gifts. Okay, we've had those before. He said, but this one is a little different. I said, really? Yeah. He's a little different. And uh, I need you to help me promote him on Wednesday night Bible study night. And by promoting him, I want you to see him in action. I said, oh. He said, he's across town holding meetings in another church. I want you to drive out there and watch him. And after you see how God uses him, then Wednesday night, I want you to help me promote it to the church. I said, man, this guy must be awesome. Okay, no problem. So that Tuesday night, two carloads of us, we got in the car, we drove over to Chesapeake, and we went to that service. The place was packed. We got there a little late. This fella, he uh, has a unique ministry. He preaches very little, maybe 15 minutes of preaching. And then he calls it, he says, how we said, we're going to um, transition <laughs> into the spiritual gifts. So he had already transited when I got there. So we came in the back of the church and placed Pat. We found some seats near the back, sat down, and I'm said, okay, let's see what this guy's all about here. He was fascinating. He had a cordless mic like this. And he would say, don't tell me what your issue is. Don't call me to you. The Holy Ghost will lead me. And when the Holy Ghost leads me to you, I'm going to call you out and don't tell me what your issue is because God's going to reveal it. And if God will reveal it, God's going to heal it. I'm like, okay, this is a little different. Ain't no prayer line. So he got the mic and he just started walking among the congregation and he's sort of rambling. Until he feels something. I mean, he'll talk about anything, you know, sports, cars, whatever. And he's walking around and telling stories about his life. And then he'll go, hold it right here. There's somebody, ma'am, you, would you stand? Come to me, come to me. The lady gets up, steps in the aisle. Come, come on, come on close, come close. You're taking steps of faith right now. Ma'am, would you lift your hands? She lifted her hands up. He says, You've been suffering with pain in your right side. And then he'll do that number. You see what? Yeah. Yeah. And on this side, you, it's hard for you to sleep. You sleep in a very awkward position just to get comfortable. Isn't that right? She's like, oh, yeah. The reason for that is that when you was a teenager, you were in an automobile accident. She went, oh, how'd you know? <laughs> he said, if God will reveal it, God's going to heal it. I looked at my friends. I said, he knew she was in a car accident. Man, he started reading her mail, telling her what the problems were, how the bones didn't mend right. 
and there's a little curvature there. That's why she's having pain. He, oh, I mean, he was like an x-ray machine. He said, now, get ready for your miracle. Because God going to take that away from you and heal you tonight. Lift your hands. She lifted her hands. He laid hands on her in the name of Jesus. Be healed. And man, she started bouncing up and down. It's not there no more. It's not there no more. And man, she had a fit. People was going crazy. I looked at my friends. I said, that man's coming to our church. He started moving around and talking and calling different people out. Called one guy out, said, young man, come over here, sir. Come on over here, sir. He said, uh, he said uh, you've been praying lately for God to use you in the ministry. Isn't that right? And he said, uh, yes, sir. He says, as a matter of fact, God is calling you to a ministry of intercessory prayer. God wants you to be a prayer warrior. Is that your heart desire? Yes, sir. I see a name. I see a name over the top of your head. I see the name Tony. Tony, does that name mean anything to you? That's my name. God wants you to pray for yourself first. Hallelujah. Oh, I was like, oh, man, he know their names. I never seen nothing like this. This is insane. And it was a gal in the front row sitting next to his wife. And uh, he was walking past him. Then he stopped. And he looked at him and came back. And he said, sir, would you stand? And the guy looked at his wife. <laughs> she said, go ahead, go ahead. He was like, <clears throat> he stood up. <sighs> All big old curly hair, you know. You could tell he wasn't in church. He was like this. Yo, what's up? <laughs> he said, uh, young man, this lady sitting next to you, this is your wife? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's a good guess. <laughs> yeah, she's my old lady. Sir, you know she's been praying for you? Uh-huh. In fact, she's been praying a lot for you. That God will deliver you and fill you with the Holy Ghost. Wouldn't you like that? He was like, I guess. <laughs> he said, young man, you would give your life to God. But you have an honesty about you. You don't want to be a hypocrite. Isn't that right? Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't want to play with God. He said, he said, that's good, sir. That's good. Because, see, the reason you have not committed your life to God is because you have an addiction. Wow. He straightened up. He said, you have an addiction, and sir, you are addicted to nicotine. You cannot stop smoking. Isn't that right? He was like, oh, yes, sir. <laughs> he said, well, sir, let me tell you something. God is able. 
to deliver you from nicotines. And he's going to do it for you tonight. He was just standing there. His wife started going like this. She started praying. She started praying. He said, young man, let me tell you something. Right now, I want you to lift your hands. The whole church was zoned in. He said, young man, right now, inside your left jacket pocket, there's a pack of cigarettes. You can see him trembling. He said, if you'd reach in your pocket and get those cigarettes out, drop them on the carpet and begin to stomp it. God will deliver you and you will be filled with the Holy Ghost. That guy, he was shaking. He reached in his pocket, <laughs> dropped the cigarettes. I'm, I'm, he had cigarettes in his pocket for real. Wow. Then he started stomping and stomping. And stop! his wife jumped up and started screaming, talking in tongues. That preacher laid hands on that fella and he started talking in tongues. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost right there. The whole church was like, wow. It was like in the Bible. We've not seen it like this before. This man was amazing. I told my friends, I said, oh, my goodness, he's going to be coming to our church. Man, we need to have a packed out house. Nobody need to miss this service. I've never seen it like this before. And we were looking at each other, man. I'm like, did you see what he did? And one of my friends said, hey, Mike. I said, what? Mike, what? He's looking at you. I said, what? He's looking at you. I wouldn't budge. I'm like, <laughs> young man in the back, young man, Michael, he's calling you. I looked up, hey, <laughs> you, come here. I looked at my, get on up there. I didn't come here for this. Get on up there. Oh, man. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> I walked down the aisle. I looked at him. He said, lift your hands. I lift my hands up. He said, God's going to give you a healing in your body. A healing. First of all, let me, sinuses. Sinuses. God's going to touch your sinuses. You've been struggling with breathing. Isn't that right? I never had no sinus problems. And I'm sitting there thinking, everybody in the church was looking at me. And I'm like, I don't care who's looking at me. I'm not going to lie. I said, no, sir. No, sir. I have no sinus problem. Never had sinus problems. You never had sinus problems? No, sir. You probably had this so long. You'd have got used to it. But God's going to heal it. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> he said, another thing, another thing. Your, your back, 
on this side of your back, you've been having sharp pains right here in your back. Isn't that right? I ain't had no pain. People get with him before service or something. I ain't got no pain. No, sir. I, I don't have any pain in my back whatsoever. He starts smiling. Well, sometimes God will let me see it before it happens. I'm like, oh, man. I'm back to eight years old again on that floor. Oh, man. What is going on? And then he walked away from me. He started talking and rambling. And I'm thinking, I'm still standing there. He ain't say sit down or nothing. I'm like, is he done? <laughs> so I'm just standing there, and he's walking and talking, and then he came back, walked right past me. Then he stopped, and he said, wait a minute. Somebody near me is deaf in one ear. I said, ah, ah, oh, oh. Oh, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Oh, that's me. He started laughing. He said, I knew it was you. I knew it all the time. He said, now your faith had gone down and starting to rise back up again. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, my heart, my heart was beating so fast. Everybody in the church, and a lot of people in the church knew about it. And everybody was watching me. And I'm, oh, man. Oh, man. He said, uh, he said, son, you are deaf in one ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long you been deaf in one ear? All my life. I was born that way all my life. He said, you can't hear nothing in that ear. Can't hear a thing, can't hear a thing. He said, if God will reveal it, God's going to heal it. Oh, God. I can feel the tears welling up in my eyes. He said, son, I'm going to pray over you right now. I'm going to put my finger in your ear. And when I pull it out, you are going to hear sound like you've never heard before. I'm standing there. All my friends, they're on the edge of their seat. Everybody looking. He put one hand on my head and took his ear, his finger, and stuck it in my ear so deep. I thought he was trying to scratch my brains. He stuck his finger in my ear. I was like, ooh, ow. And suddenly, I couldn't hear nothing. His voice was way off in the distance. And I heard him say, He pulled his finger out, and let me tell you, sound rushed into my head. Oh, my God. Oh, I can hear. Man, I, I took off running, Bishop. I never thought I could run like that, man, but I took off running. I ran around that church. I made three laps around that congregation. Oh. I can hear. 
People were knocked over tables, ladies in the floor crying, all my friends having a conniption fit, and I'm running. <laughs> I'm making my third lap. I'm making my third lap, coming around the front. And I thought to myself, boy, you look crazy. You look like you done lost your mind. I looked around, I said, man, let me find me a place to hide. And right behind the pulpit, there was a partition, a little wall. I ran over there. I ran behind that partition where nobody could see me. And I fell to my knees. I said, oh God, I can hear. I can hear. And my ear was aching where he had put it in so deep. I said, Lord, you're a miracle worker. Thank you for healing my ear. And I went to touch it. And I pressed it in. And I couldn't hear nothing. And I let it go. And I could hear. Then it dawned on me. I told him the wrong ear. screaming, crying. The church like a tornado had blown through it. I'm looking for the exit. I'm going to get out of here. Oh, man. And you can hear him saying, where did that young man go? <laughs> oh, I came around the corner. There he is. There he is. And everybody was staring. Tears in their eyes. All my friends. Oh man, Brother Easter. Oh man. He said, Come up here, young man. Come here, come here, come here. He grabbed me by the hand and pulled me in front of the whole church. And everybody looking at me. He said, Young man, can you hear in that ear? I said, Uh huh. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. I didn't dare tell him. I just wanted to go. I just wanted to leave. I walked back down the aisle. People just staring at me as I was walking by. My friends all crying. Oh, can we touch you? Let us, we'll touch you. Get, get away from me. Got in the car driving. I was quiet, man. I was upset. I was embarrassed. Didn't dare tell nobody. My friends all in the back. Oh, it's a miracle. We win. It's a miracle. I mean, shut up. <laughs> I got home, called the pastor. Pastor, uh, we went down to the meeting, like you said. 
Well, how was it? It was interesting. <laughs> um, I got to tell you something because I want you. I want you to hear it from me before you hear from somebody else. He called me out and he prayed for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, this is what happened. And when I was telling Pastor what happened, I heard the phone fall to the floor, and I never heard my pastor laugh so hard. Mike Easter. This can only happen to Mike Easter. <laughs> that Sunday, he came, the guy came to the church and he was, he was ministering to the congregation and everything. And I was on the platform with the ministers and he was up there doing this thing and he turned around, looked at me and saw me and winked his eye at me. Man, I was so embarrassed. But God still worked miracles. And I'm going to conclude with this. Musicians, would you come? You can come now. Um, After that night, I was sort of like, you know, well, that was my fault, you know. Seemed like the guy could have said something to me. No, that's not the wrong ear or something. He's supposed to know everything. But I was like, you know what, Lord? You are sovereign. Your will be done. I ain't fretting over this. And about three weeks later, I was in the backyard sitting on the back porch. And that's where I would commune with the Lord. Some people call it prayer. I call it communing. Just having a conversation. And I would sit there on the steps. And with my crazy imagination, I would just picture Jesus sitting next to me. Just me and Jesus. And I talked to him about my day, what happened on the job, and different concerns I had, and just wonderful. And you know what? I found out that when you talk to Jesus, he'll talk back. He'll talk back. And I'm sitting there on the porch, just talking about different things. And then it got quiet, and I heard the Lord say, Michael. Yes, Lord. Remember when you questioned my ability to heal. Oh, uh, God, I was wrong. I I, I shouldn't question you. I'm never going to question you. You are God. You do all things well. I have no questions about Michael. I'm ready to answer you now. Okay. Okay, Lord. You see, adulterous and a wicked generation seek after signs. But they only need one sign, and that's an empty grave. But I'm still working miracles. I I know, Lord, I open blind eyes. I know, Lord, I cause the lame to walk. I know, I I believe it. And I still raise the dead. I I, I know, Lord. I don't question that, Lord. But greater things than these shall you experience. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Then he got quiet again. And then I heard him say, Michael, 
Yes, Lord. You heard me. There was a time I called and you couldn't hear my voice. But I healed your hearing. Now you hear me. Yeah, yeah. Your legs were broken. You was walking on a crooked path. But I straightened you out. And I put your foot on a rock. And now you're walking straight. Oh, yes, yes, Lord. And the tears began to flow. And he said, and Michael, there was a day you were dead in your trespasses and sins. But I have quickened you. And now you are alive in me. Greater works. goodness that is so true we we looking at superficial stuff we 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 looking at at trances and there's things in the world and things that don't last because 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 when lazarus was raised from the dead he died again but i'm alive forevermore greater works Brothers and sisters, sometimes we miss the real miracles that happen every day all around us. Miracles. And you know what the greatest miracle of all is when a man or a woman goes down in that water. In the name of Jesus Christ. When that old sinful body is buried with him. And he's raised up a new creature. A new creature. That's a great miracle. It's the greatest. It's the greatest of all. Let's stand together. If you're here tonight. And you want your name written in the Lamb's book of life. And you want to experience the greatest of all miracles. The miracle of new birth. New birth. You can have a new birth. Where God will take the old you. No matter how old you are, how young you are. But he will take the old you. take your place with him on the cross that's repentance I was crucified with Christ nevertheless I'm still alive but now it's not me it's Jesus he lives in me he looks through me he feels through me he loves that's some miracle then you are baptized from that old sinful nature and all the junk and all the habits and all the problems and all the scars is buried in a watery grave. That's a miracle. It's the greatest of all. Because when that preacher calls the name of Jesus, 
something happens when you call that name. When he says, Jesus, the spirit comes. When he says, Jesus, the blood comes. And in that water, a miracle takes place. All your sins are washed away. Cast into the sea of forgetfulness. Never to be remembered against you again. That's a miracle. And when you rise up out of that water, you rise up into the newness of life, a brand new baby desiring the milk of the word that you may grow here a little, there a little, a little bit meat, a little more meat, and then you're walking, and then you're standing, and then you're running. And when people see you, they don't really see you. They see him. That is a miracle. That's the real miracle. And it's one that we all should seek after. And if you've been born again already, you ought to appreciate it more and more. Greater things. Greater things. Greater things. Let's bow our head together tonight. Father, you are the God of miracles. Even when we're not aware, miracles are taking place in our homes. Miracles are taking place as we travel to work, to school, to church. Miracles are happening. Even now, Lord, angels are in the atmosphere. In the name of Jesus. And while we look sometime through carnal eyes, open our spiritual eyes, let our faith be strengthened to recognize that you are still doing it, Lord, in a greater way than ever before. Miracles, signs, and wonders. In Jesus' name. Even right now, angels are being dispatched to minister on your behalf. Somebody you love. Somebody you've been praying for. Angels are going to wherever they are. There's no distance that an angel can't reach. Somebody you love. There's an angel being dispatched to them right now. They don't even know it, but they feel it. Something is convicting their heart. Something is making them uncomfortable. They feel your prayers. Bring them in, Lord. Rescue them, Lord. Set them free. Bring them to the truth. Save their souls in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we close out this service, if there's anyone here that desire to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, receive a miracle today, the greatest of all. I want to invite you to come to the front. I want you to come up here and say, I want it. I want my name in the Lamb's book of life. If I take on his name, he will take mine. I want to make sure I'm baptized correctly. And I want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you never receive the Holy Ghost, He gives His Spirit to them that obey Him. And in a spirit of obedience, you're welcome to come to the front right now.
come to the front right now. If you need to be baptized, I want you to come. Hallelujah. You've already been baptized. And God said you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Anyone else needs to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come to the front. Whosoever is thirsty, let him come. If you need to be refilled, why don't you join us? God's going to fill this brother with the Holy Ghost. And he's going to refill every vessel to overflow. Just believe. I want more. I want more. He that is a thirst, come. He that is thirsty, come and drink. Just gather around the front. Gather around the front. Those of you who need to be baptized, come to the front. Let us know. If you have a sickness in your body, I want you to bring it to the front tonight. You don't need to tell nobody what it is. God knows what it is. And the Holy Ghost is in this room right now. He's still a miracle working God. He's a God of his word. And it may not happen the way you think it is, but it's going to happen tonight. Hallelujah. Gather in close. Come in close. Gather in close, if you will. Hallelujah. Greater things. Greater things. Greater things. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to see Jesus. I want you to see him. Close your eyes. Open your spiritual eyes and see Jesus. Receive your miracle. Receive the answer to your prayer in Jesus' name. Lift your hands as we sing. The Holy Ghost is moving upon you. Be filled. Be filled.